from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On The X Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Rocky. We're spanking them bad at Mossy Island Outfitters LaFleur. Josh Webb and the best duck guide in Texas, as far as I know, Mr. J.J. Kent. J.J., buddy, Rocky, Josh, great to be on here with all three of you guys. How y'all doing? I'm doing fine. (laughs) And you, J.J.? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, brother, it's just good to hear your voice after the scare you gave us earlier this year. Uh, are you back hunting them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing, uh, having a, some guys help me out, but I am, uh, I can't stay away from the duck blind. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. And, Rocky, tell us how things go. going down there. I know you're in the Morgan City Studios. I'm stuck up here in northwest Tennessee. Uh, did y'all hunt this morning? Hey, it's, it's kind of interesting that you said spanking them Rocky LaFleur. You know, I've been sitting in a beanbag in my underwear watching Saved by the Bell reruns and Andy Griffith reruns over the past <laughs> few days. <laughs> Are you eating Cheetos? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got an orange hand. <laughs> that, that, that should tell you about our duck numbers in Mississippi. Yeah, that, that's a very good representation of how good the hunting is right now in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Well, man, all I can say is I'm glad you're watching Andy Griffith and not porn, because this way at least it's only your hand that's orange. <laughs> I left that part out. <laughs> Sorry, man, I could not resist. <laughs> I do God forgive me. I don't know what came over me just then that I blurted that out. <laughs> JJ, hey brother, yeah, tell I'll, us what tell us what's yeah, going on out in Texas, man. That's exactly you, what you I want been, to Yeah, I mean you have been posting that, some <laughs> pictures that are just wild. Yeah, well, uh First of all, let's change subject. <laughs> How about that? The uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we're on some birds. Uh, I will tell you that we had uh, what was it? Six groups of hunters out today, and everybody killed birds. I think 
the least was we had a uh, a pair of guys go out with one of my guides, and they shot, I think, six or eight birds. I can't remember what. But they were picking the birds they wanted. They let the divers fly by and shooting uh, shooting mallards, gadwalls, widgeon, and teal. So we are... Uh, we are uh, doing well. I've uh, seen a giant influx of, uh, we got a whole bunch of canvasbacks on us right now. Uh, my group today, I could have shot, we probably had in no less than five, 600 pintails worked decoys. Um, as Jay Paul knows, we had a, it was, at one point it was raining pintails when we had a flock of about 30 of them dump into the decoys. And uh, I called the shot when that when they were hovering at about 25 yards, and it was a bad day to be a pintail. I'll put it that. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, were y'all hunting on your uh, on your little private marsh there that you took me to? Uh, actually, no. Sir. <laughs> hold on, JJ. Uh, JJ, hold on. I want you to know yes, something sir? about Jay Paul when he talks about good hunts, <laughs> talking about spanking them. You must have put him in, on an unbelievable hunt in this little marsh because he talks about that hole all the time. Oh my word! <laughs> it was it's uh, a little piece of heaven. It was uh, it was uh, it's an it's a little nice place to hunt, and I'll put it this way: it we save it for special occasions, and you know it, it, it it's it's my favorite people like Jay Paul that. Come into town. We'll let we'll let yeah. you in there from time to time. Don't don't let my customers know that. But uh, it's uh yeah no it's a it's a good little marsh. We uh we plant it and mill it and uh, it gets flooded up and when 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 it's all right it it's it can get pretty stupid in there and like Jay Paul saw I mean it what is that maybe two acres at best. And oh uh, I mean, yeah. My yard's bigger, I'll put it that way. I mow a whole lot more than to the size of your marsh. But, I mean, and J.J., thank you. That was the, the nicest compliment. I really appreciate that greatly because I did feel special to get to be in that blind. And the blind itself is so awesome, sitting there on those pedestals in that swivel seat, you know. And, and then, I mean, Josh, I've talked about this with Rocky, but he's got this marsh, and he really does it right. He puts the... He puts the uh, buffet out there for the ducks, and then he leaves them alone. He lets them build up. And these birds, they will be little black dots in the heavens. And the next thing you know, you've got a bull sprig uh, with with a six-inch sprig sticking out, you know, all bowed up, (laughs) you know, wearing his wife beater shirt, flexing his muscles, just dropping right down in the hole. You talk about a vertical descent. That is probably one of the most impressive holes I've ever been in to watch the vertical descent of the birds coming straight into it. So uh, it, it is cool as can be. And yeah, you got pintails, man. Yes, I sir. mean, yes, sir. If you want to kill hey, a pintail, folks, you, book a cunt with JJ. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Uh, if you remember, Jay Paul, we there was four of us shooters in the blind, and it, over here in Central Flyway, it's a six bird limit. And we shot 23 drakes, and there was only one hen, and it was a green wing teal hen that got mixed up in the gunfire. But everything else, all mallard drakes, pintail drakes, and green wing teal drakes, that's all we shot. 
I'm going to share a photo from that hunt with Josh so we can put it on DuckSouth.com for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, I want to put that up. Hey, real quick, JJ, what's the nearest town y'all are close to or city, whatever you want to say? I'm just curious myself, really. Well, we're uh, our lodge, we've actually got three facilities we can house hunters in, and we've got one just north of Bowie, Texas. We've got... Um, we got a couple just across the river. Literally, it's 15 minutes from this lodge to our other lodge that's right across the Red River on the Oklahoma side of the river. And what we what we work over here is we've got we've got wheat fields, we got prairie with ponds, we've got uh, some a little bit of flooded timber if it'll rain. We've got uh, the river itself. We've got some some big bodies of water. You know. 10 to 12 acre uh, ponds, and then we've got, we've actually got a couple dairy farms out here. We've got, uh, it's like right now, I've got six guides out scouting, and I think right now they're about an hour and a half apart from one another checking all our properties. We've got, uh, literally, we've got property, this one one ranch that we're on right now is over 8,000 acres with I think it's got somewhere around uh, 25, 30 bodies of water on it that we hunted. We're going to hunt tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to hunt a couple groups. We we went and scouted a little while ago, and we were done this morning, by the way, by 9 o'clock, and we were picking drakes. Um, and, it, I mean, we ended up, uh, we shot a five-man limit. Uh, we limited out on pintails. We shot mallard drakes. Uh, no Susies were, were harvested. Uh, shot all gadwall drakes except for one hen and then uh we we had a couple of uh ringers i guess the boys from georgia couldn't let those fly by so we uh we're not going to say anything about that but now that they're live on podcast <laughs> they're not here, but, uh, but no no and look you mentioned the gadwalls do y'all typically get a lot of them over there because we're we're just dry as far as our gadwall numbers go in mississippi this year and I know Louisiana's got a lot of them, but, but you know, I, I remember you saying that, uh, or I heard you say that about gadwalls. Do y'all usually get a lot of them over there? We we typically are in, it's a gadwall fest. And I've got a, I've got a marsh that's right off the Red River. It, it'll hold two, 3,000 gadwalls on it any given day. Uh, and we I think we shot a five-man limit off it a couple of days ago. But it, uh... Uh, typically, yes, the answer is we get a bunch, but I'll be honest with you, um, we just now started getting a lot of gadwalls. We were covered up. We had, and I know it's a bad thing, but we've been covered up in mallards for, gosh, a week, maybe two weeks now. I mean, really a lot of mallards. And uh, we've had those for a little while now, but now uh, – and, and I'm telling you right there, I, I was talking to a guy earlier today, and I said, today is the beginning of, I mean, we've been doing good, and Rocky knows we've been doing good, but right now, oh, boys, it, it's good. And I'm telling you, I was driving around, we were, we had geese flying over us, we had, I mean, after we were done shooting our pintails today, we, we could have literally shot probably, I don't know, 50 pintail drakes if we wanted to. They were landing in the decoys while I had the truck and trailer parked at the avian x a-frame blinds had it parked there and we were taking those blinds down we still had pintail drakes landing in the decoys 
Wow. That's pretty impressive. When you're, when you're picking up and they're still coming in, I like it like that. And by the way, for the yes, folks sir. out there that are listening, JJ, I've got to give you a little bit of a plug here, too. Um, for all of you guys who aren't familiar with JJ, I know from the migration reports, you know that JJ is in Texas, but he's actually in North Texas, um, right on the Texas Oklahoma border. It's a really, really neat area to hunt. A lot of mallards, of course, gadwalls, pintail numbers like I've never seen before, widgeons, and uh, being in the central flyway, when you get in the mallards, you can kill five instead of four like we can here in the Mississippi flyway. So, you know, here's a free plug for you, JJ. I'd tell anybody out there that wants to go out to Texas or Oklahoma, you can't do a whole lot better than going with J.J. Kent for the Ducks. Well, I appreciate that, Jay Paul. Like like, like you said, we're, we're right up here on the Red River. Uh, you can check us out at uh, Kent Outdoors on Instagram or uh, Kent Outdoors on Facebook and uh, our website, www.kentoutdoors.com. Um, we've got today alone, we've got hog hunters in from Missouri, we got duck hunters, two groups of duck hunters in from Carolina. We got a group of uh, duck hunters from uh, Georgia, and we got a uh, a guy that just drove up from Houston because he wanted to shoot a mallard and a mallard. He never shot a mallard drake or a pintail drake, and he shot both of those this morning. So uh, dreams are coming true over here. Cool stuff. Well, look, I know you're on here and, and need to contribute to the migration report. Uh, with Josh and Rocky, but before we close out and, and move on and let you guys get into that, uh, Josh, Rocky, you know, we said last week we're going to come back to this subject. So in our one of our podcasts, I guess not the last one, but the one before that, we talked about gadwall numbers, and you just alluded to it, Josh. Um, I think it's very interesting, JJ, what you just said, and to bring you up to speed, in an earlier podcast, we discussed the fact that Apparently, because of the really, really dry conditions, a lot of birds came down and came from, you know, the mid-portion of the Mississippi Flyway, Iowa, northern Missouri, that area, and just bypassed southern Missouri, west Tennessee, uh, north Mississippi, Arkansas, and moved on down into southern Mississippi and Louisiana. And... One of the comments or observations that was made was the fact that there are guys that have spots that traditionally hold gadwalls that they're killing more mallards in this year than they have previously. And you just confirmed, if I understood you correctly, when you were talking about your little gadwall hole, that that holds true for you also there in North Texas. Would that be right? Correct. That's correct. And I'll tell you, it the guys that some of my guys have been hunting it. Are this exact quote was, oh my God, you wouldn't believe how many freaking mallards were in there. And it's usually, it, it's usually, yeah, we're covered up in gadwalls. So if that's the first statement they're saying, that is exactly, you know, uh, saying what you're saying is that we're seeing more mallards than we're seeing gadwalls. And I am not complaining about it one bit, but um, I, there's something going on with the gadwalls. I don't know if they've shifted a little bit or whatnot, but we're just now seeing gadwall numbers. And I don't know if it's a weather thing. I don't know if they've moved. I don't know if they've 
change direction a little bit, but we're not. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to have a gadwall beatdown come tomorrow because I've I've found a pond that's got about two to three hundred gadwalls, mallards, widgeon on it, and Georgia boys are a little excited. So, but uh, as far as that that to answer your question, Jay Paul, I personally believe that something's going on with the gadwall population. Um, I just don't know what it is, but I know. For a fact, we're seeing more mallards than we have typically seen um, over the last several weeks, whereas it typically was gadwalls. This year, it's all mallards. Well, and I want your feedback, Josh and Rocky also, but I'm going to lead it off here. So since our conversation last week, um, it was our, our theory JJ, and I think this is going to explain part of what you're seeing, that there are a whole lot more mallards uh, in the area than we normally have, because the gadwalls, the numbers are still healthy, but they moved on, and, and like I said, just passed right over. So after us having that discussion, Josh and Rocky, I started calling on some of the guys that I know that hunted either breaks or, or flooded timber that traditionally are mallard places that in more recent years have been more of a gadwall hole and i started taking a look at our farm also and um polling some folks um down in louisiana so the first thing that i think you guys are gonna find that's really interesting that i found was that and you could pull this up if you take down a look at the aerial surveys from the last couple of weeks in louisiana and break it down by numbers gadwalls right now for this time of year at an all-time high and Number two, on our farm, I mean, all we're seeing is mallards and pintails and many, many, many more pintails than we normally see. And again, I think they've been displaced somewhat by the gadwall. Here's another interesting number because I looked it up after we spoke last time just to see where we were at on this. And gadwalls are in 2016 at... 3.7 million birds, and they are 90% this year above the long-term average. So, J.J., that means that nothing's happened to the birds as far as the numbers going down. As a matter of fact, they're uh, just about the same as they were last year and 90% above the long-term average. So the population is healthy, but I think that, you know, Josh, Rocky, y'all nailed it last week. They just passed us by. Yeah, and you know what? To put a little perspective on, I know Rocky and I keep harping on in the uh, in the live migration update the amount of gadwalls in Louisiana. All right, so you just said what what the uh, the numbers are what estimated? We say three point seven million total gadwall birds. Three point seven million total okay. gadwalls in twenty sixteen. To put to to put uh, in that in perspective. Louisiana's last count, a third of that entire population of gadwalls was in Louisiana. So, yeah, there's exactly. a lot of freaking gadwalls in Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, and so, so anyway, and then when you said that, JJ, I really, I, and look, I came through North Texas in the middle of that gosh awful cold front last week, and it was horrible um, as for driving, but. Uh, when I got out at that little steakhouse to eat, it was just constant flow of geese flying over. 
and uh, yep. uh, and and you immediately came to mind, and I thought, man, if he didn't have them, he's got them now, uh, because I yep. knew that 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 it really brought a lot in. And you know, one thing that was kind of funny about that, I walked in, or we all walked in, and there was two or three tables of hunters, you know, people with camouflage, whatever, said, hey, went on. Well, then the little waitress came by, and I asked her, I said, do y'all typically get a lot of hunters? And she said, oh, yeah, tons of pheasant hunters. And I thought, man, if everybody in this place is pheasant hunters, they're in the wrong business right now. <laughs> so, so, and she said, that's, that was her word, you know, and I said, okay. So, but anyway, anyway, but back to the gadwalls yeah i mean it was um you know we typically start seeing them early halloween they start filling up these breaks and and they're here you can pretty much count on them being here through the winter and they're they're just not i mean the, the simple answer is they're not there was a huge lack of water in the arkansas and mississippi delta early and then when we got the water to begin with we got the water a little earlier than than arkansas um and then when Arkansas got the water, the next big cold front came through. Everybody was excited, but that cold front locked up the what little bit of available water there was, locked up a lot of it. And there wasn't any deep, you know, broad picture speaking, there wasn't any deep pockets of water in timber in places that generally take an extra day or two to freeze that still didn't exist at that time, you know, a month ago. So the gadwalls just kept right on moving, kept right on moving. Well... And I'll tell you, and Rocky, you've been really, really quiet throughout all this, but I want I want to hear your thoughts on this. So after all of that discussion, I decided that I would take it a step further. We know that now for a fact that the Gadwall numbers are very healthy. They're 90% above the LTA. We know where the numbers are. They're in Louisiana. A third of the count is made up of Gadwall. We know the reason for this. So um, I wanted to take a look at the long-term possibilities, and so I contacted a researcher at Delta Waterfowl's um, Manitoba research research, uh, station and asked him if he was aware of this, that we had some anecdotal evidence, you know, actually that our own Rocky LaFleur had brought this up in a podcast and come up with a theory that the birds had just skipped over us, or maybe it was you, Josh, but one of you did. I gave you both credit. And he made a very interesting observation that I think for you, Rocky, in particular, could have long-term implications. Um, He said, yeah, we know it. It's a fact. It's not just anecdotal evidence. Um, He actually is the one that directed me to the Aerial Survey of Louisiana. And then he said, you know, and this is really the second year that this has occurred. Last year, we had a very, very dry summer. And a lot of the gadwalls that migrate based on photo period and went early did the exact same thing. And then he made a comment that... uh, I think it really could have long-term implications for you, Rocky. He said, you know, last year we heard from guys in the Delta of Mississippi saying that they had really, really subpar year, and a lot of it was because of the flooding in the Mississippi Valley. He said, but it wasn't all because of the flooding. In some of these places, some of these breaks that traditionally hold a lot of gadwalls, they just didn't have the number of birds. This year they're doing better because they don't have the flooding that occurred, and 
the mallards are coming in. But then the key to all of this was he went on to say that if we have another year or two, very dry late summer, early fall, like we've had the last two years, that you could see in some of those areas the imprint change and the the gray ducks migration skip over part of this area. And the good news for duck hunters in your area of the world, Rocky, means that the mallards are reestablishing themselves in those breaks that they traditionally were greenhead havens. And it's very possible you're going to see a comeback of that and then displace the gadwall, even though the numbers are really, really high. What do you think about that? No, I, I don't think it's going to change until you have, and God, I'm not wishing this on the southern Gulf area, but until the food source changes in southern Louisiana and south Texas and you have another hurricane that destroys that food source because it takes five, six years for it to rebuild itself, I don't, I don't think that you're going to see. I think that those gadwalls are going to imprint and go south, and that's where they're going to go every year. I, I agree with yeah, that but point. The, yeah, 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 that's I exactly what he was saying. And, yeah. And so the, what part the, do you disagree the positive. with? Positive. No, 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 no. I, I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm saying ducks are going to continue going south into Louisiana like they have the past two years. These gadwalls are just going to continue heading for that coast of Louisiana and Texas. Sorry that yeah, I'm sorry that I. I you know, I have to tell my wife this all the time that I'm sorry that uh, I said something the wrong way. So I, I did probably mistakenly say the wrong thing. But no, I'm agreeing with you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm about. To, I think the positive reverse side of that would be the mallards re-imprinting on on the places that people were used to seeing them really heavy 20 years ago. But exactly, that's what, that's he was, what I was that's saying. What, yeah, that's what he was saying in the, you know, Delta Waterfowl guy was saying, and Jay Paul was saying, which that's exciting. Um, but, you know, we'll just have, I thought about that too. I, I thought about it. I was trying to think back the last, you know, four or five years on gadwall numbers. And, um, I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a real difference. I mean, we used to have, you know, no problem. I mean, I, I'm not being arrogant. We used to have no problem killing a lot of gadwall. And now <laughs> it's just, you know, wearing the crap of the gadwall. You know, we're, you know, you're excited to kill, you know, four or five a hunt. Um, and, and so that, that's, and that's just in the last five years. And that's not, that's not typical Mississippi Delta, especially not in these oxbows and slews and stuff. That's just. The the problem that I see with all of this is, I, I don't know if this is the case, and this is a theory, okay? But I think the gadwalls, a lot of gadwalls don't reverse migrate like a lot of the other ducks do. Would the gadwall and the teal. I think once they get to where they're going, gadwall more so than a teal. A teal will reverse migrate once there's some fresh water on the ground. But the gadwall, I don't. I think that they're in Louisiana for good for the rest of the year. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, yeah, I agree with that. There's so much. Ha- yeah, there's a lot of hunters, but there's so much habitat and so much food. You know why? Why worry about it? Um, that's like Bart Haydad even said today. That they're still holding tons of blue winged teal. He said they just they just won't leave, you know. And why why would they? Um, you know they they haven't carried on down to Mexico. So, you know that that tells me that the 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 area down there is really 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 
capable of it's show I put it this way, it's showing its capabilities of what it can really do as far as holding waterfowl. Oh no doubt. I mean Louisiana can sustain so many birds. The habitat is so rich and so good. But within the case of the gray ducks, you know, it may hurt us in our gray duck harvest, but I think that it's gonna be a big help, particularly to guys like you, Rocky, who make a living at killing ducks in the Delta, you know, having your ability to put people on greenheads in the future should be a big positive. And it could, in that regard, even have an economic impact. So I just wanted to bring that out today. You know, we discussed it a week ago. It was all kind of anecdotal evidence. We had some theories. But after doing a little research, yeah, it appears that you guys were absolutely positively right on target. And the good news is uh, for the guys that like killing mallards and have lost those birds in traditional mallard holes to the gray duck, they could be coming back. So I uh, thought it was some pretty good food for thought here for today's podcast. Gentlemen, I know that you've got to move on to the migration report, but I'll tell you, JJ, it's been my pleasure yes, to be on here with you today. Thank you so much for coming on and joining Josh and Rocky and I. And uh, Josh, Rocky, before we close out and move on here, either one of you guys got anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I got to get back in my bean bag to say by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge. I'm done. I have no closing thoughts after that. I'm a huge Kelly. I'm a huge Kelly Kapowski fan. What? What are you? I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) Man, that is just scary, scary, scary. Thought of you sitting in your underwear in a beanbag eating Cheetos is a middle picture that I definitely. Uh, I could have lived without, and hopefully we won't scar anybody that's out there listening. But for all you guys that are, we're going to have a photo from a great hunt with J.J. Kent available at DuckSouth.com that Josh is fixing to throw up for us. And please keep on tuning in to the migration reports. we got guys like J.J. giving real-life feedback, what they're seeing on the ground. You can't get any better information than that. It's available at the website. And until next time, we hope that everybody out there has enjoyed this edition of the On The X podcast powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs>